Oh, Cappy, you're going to love this. Tell me. So at my grocery store, mm-hmm. they have a lady who's a sommelier. She mm-hmm. runs the wine department yeah. and spirits. She just sent me a text. She sends me a text when they have a sale. And she sent me a text today. She says, hi, just to let you know, we'll have a one day only sale, 30% off. It's next week. Oh, I was going to say, when is it? Yeah. That was nice so, of her. Yeah. It's a nice piece of marketing. Yeah. She says, uh, all domestic Cabernet Sauvignon. Very nice. You know, I still haven't uh, had my first drink of 2023 yet. And tonight, George, could be my Me night. neither. Oh, really? Yeah. I decided oh. to do it with you. Oh, that was very lovely. Are you planning on making it all the way to uh, February 1st? Probably February 2nd. Oh, really? Because I got to go that tequila mandala thing, of course. Tequila you know. mandala. See? Um, I, tonight, I could I could maybe be convinced tonight to have a glass of wine. In fact, last night, Rachel and Wait, I said- Wait, but what the bar. hell? I thought we were doing this together now all of a well, sudden. Well, I wasn't really doing dry you, January. You literally I just, just said that Rachel you were going to do involved. it too. No, no, but here's the thing. I didn't do dry January because I was intending to do it. I just did it because of a circumstance. Right, the antibiotics, we know. That led to it, right. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to talk about mm-hmm, why. Mm-hmm. We don't need to put Rachel's business out there. Well, nobody we needed did. to say antibiotics <laughs> and nobody needed to say Rachel. But, you know, just like earlier I with mean, Blake you, Harris, you, you couldn't you did yesterday. I understand, but you guys were all like, don't talk about her business on the air. And I'm like, okay, then why did you guys all just do it? Oh, my God. We have a great ending to this game. Boston just tied the game at 106. There's 13 seconds to go. Do you want me to do a little play-by-play? No. You know why? Because to me, there's, 20 seconds, no, there's 26 <laughs> seconds to go in the game, and it's 106-103. Oh, right, Steph Curry at the logo. Goes behind the back. Al Horford guarding him on the right wing. Curry with a step back three for the win. He misses. Rebound Boston, but did they get it in time? No. Mm-mm. No. End of regulation. We're going to overtime at the TD Bank North Garden. All right, here comes Steph Curry, just goes over midcourt. Curry now has the ball, eight seconds, seven, six. It's a 106-106 game. Here's Curry, top, looks for the shot over Horford. Oh, and he misses it, and it looks like we're going to overtime. I could have told both of you guys that mine's ahead of George's. There you go. Damn. Now I'm ahead of you, George, and you, Cap. Mm. George, uh, to finish up today, you were mentioning Bill Plaschke. Of the yeah, LA he Times. tore the Chargers up today. So basically, I want to read the line that he had that stood out the most to me in that game. Hold on. Uh, in that game, in that uh, article that he wrote. Not and an the article, line a was A column. Yes. You're, you're insulting the man by calling it an article. He's a columnist, yes. The Spanoses are running a newly hot Los Angeles team as if they were still in San Diego. And that attitude will cool matters quickly. So, you know, George, a lot of people in San Diego will read that and they'll be insulted by it. And I said today on the CappyCast, and by the way, since you're doing a lot of promotion today for your new podcast, let me just say this. At 7 o'clock tonight, if you've got Cox or Spectrum Cable, the CappyCast <laughs> is on. It's on television. Channel 4 in Santa Barbara, Channel 118 in Orange County, Channel 118 in Los Angeles, Cox or Spectrum Cable subscribers, the CappyCast is on TV at 7 p.m. I never promote it. Right. But, George, I told people today on the CappyCast, don't be insulted by what Bill Plaschke's saying. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, if you're going to move your team to L.A. and you've got some flashy uniforms and you play in Stan Kroenke's palace and you've got a young quarterback with cool hair and nice statistics, if you're starting maybe a little bit to pick up some fans... You can't behave like a small market team, not in L.A., 
because obviously, as we know, there are so many other professional sports franchises for people to put their attention and their money into. You can't do what you did in San Diego where you were the only game in town. You're now amongst giants like the Lakers and the Dodgers and USC football and the Rams and on down the line. You, you cannot behave like you're from a small market where there's only a football team and a baseball team. And so I said to people today, don't be insulted by what Plaschke's saying. He's right. But the problem for Plaschke is, a hey, Bill, I mean, just look at the history. They may have moved cities, and they may have a new quarterback, and they may have another new head coach, but it's the same owners. George, did you see Anthony Lynn, who now works for the San Francisco 49ers, was quoted in Sam Farmer's piece the other day in the L.A. Times? Did you see this at all? I did not. know. What did he say? Anthony Lynn said, the 49ers as an organization will do whatever it takes to win. They will provide every resource possible to win. And Anthony Lynn went on to say, it wasn't like that when I was in Los Angeles. I forgot what that's like. He took his shot at the Chargers because while you'll tell me they'll pay for players, that may be true, they don't pay for all the other things that it takes to create a winner on the field. The stuff that the salary cap has nothing to do with. and um, Right, the stuff that gets you over the top. And that's what they don't do. And so Plaschke's saying that they've got to behave big market, not small market, is yeah. true. But, Bill, come on. Look who's owning and running this thing. All right, Cappy, dealer's choice. What do you got? Oh, that's uh, not dealer's choice. Oh no, no, that was an actual. Oh, you that was all you got? No, that's not all I got. I mean, come on. Oh, you know I was me. gonna say. I mean, come on, George, really? Go ahead. What oh, you can I you ask want? you oh. something for dealer's choice, Cappy? You can, but I I did have something I wanted to say. But go ahead. Go um, ahead. what happened when you talked to Uncle Al today? Because you were bragging about how. Oh you talked yeah, to him. that's right. I wasn't bragging. Um, George, okay. George, a couple days ago said that he was going to try and get uncle big Al to be on the show. And I said, well, I had spoken to him last week and he was telling me he was on his way to Jacksonville. That's why he couldn't do the show. And then I sent him an email earlier in the week, asking him to come on after George went on his epic rant about, you know, don't criticize Al Michaels. And I sent him an email and he replied to the email today. And he told me, um, I'm on vacation. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, can't believe what's what's gone on here. And essentially, I'm not going to read you exactly the email because it's um, you know, it's a little private. <laughs> but the 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 gist. I mean, of it you is, also told us Rachel needed uh, you know, um, antibiotics. <laughs> antibiotics. So there's I did that. Not say that. You guys are making that <laughs> yes, up. You did. No, I didn't. Find the yesterday. tape. Find the tape. I don't believe you. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. But uh, listen, I said to Uncle Al. I said Al. I, I didn't push to get you on the air to talk about this because when you didn't reply within like, I don't know, a couple hours, I kind of figured you don't want to talk about this anymore. And I love what he's doing. You see, we are all so focused on social media and what is said on social media. Right, but he's not on social media, so what does he care? Right. He's like, you know what? Social media can kiss my ass. I'm going on vacation. Bye. Right. Did, did he call it compost like he did uh, to Andrew Martian? <laughs> no, I don't think he did. Okay. I don't think so. I'll yeah, but that's why, I mean, it, it, I, you know, it's what I tell you. Like, like, I'm on social media for work, and then it's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Peace. Like, I shut it down. Like, I can go away from it. Like, when I was on vacation, 
yeah, maybe occasionally I'd pop on, but like, that's it. Like when I'm done, I'm done. Like I'm out. Just going back to the email. No compost, Lindsay. None. I like that word. Yeah. It's funny though. I call him Uncle Big Al and he refers to me as nephew. How does that happen? So, so what, what's the deal then? Is he, you said he didn't like social media or he's on social media, whatever. So what was the conclusion about coming on the show? Conclusion is he's not coming on to talk about this. Certainly not right now. Man's on okay. vacation. All right. Yeah, good All for right. him. Yeah, that's what I, I say. he enjoys Hawaii. What I say is good for him. Tell him to send you a postcard. There you go. Yep, that's exactly right. That's what I'm going to do. I am. Hey, I'll tell you this uh, real Cappy. quick. I, I mentioned this yeah. really quick. Uh, this is my last thing from Dealer's Choice. So now DeMar Hamlin is back in the Buffalo Bills building, and it sounds like he's back as an injured player who's trying to get himself back and ready to play. I'm telling you right now, I see this story. It's a Disney movie. Super Bowl, my man comes out in uniform and makes like the game-saving interception. I, I honestly think he's back to the Bills trying to get himself back to playing. I don't know it as a fact. I just have a dream. That's all. Okay, cool. That'd be great. It would be incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't think anyone is uh, would disagree with you. So, uh, by the way, Boston has taken a quick four-point lead with under four to go here in overtime as Jalen Brown just hit a nice fadeaway in the paint. Here comes Curry trying to cross up Brown, gets the screen from Draymond Green, gets into the paint, dribbles behind the basket, kicks it out to the wing. They find Draymond Green, Wiggins to Green, gets fouled underneath. He'll go to the free throw line. We are done here, Cappy. Let's roll. Because we won't have enough time to finish overtime. Anita Marks, though, will continue. She's got Bet LA. You ready to bet? Let's do it. All right. Bet LA is next. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. See you mañana. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Sedano Cap here with you. We were just talking about Ramona Shelburne, who joined me for a podcast that will drop at 7 o'clock. Laura has confirmed to me that at 7 o'clock it is going up. It's a big conversation between me and Ramona about everything that's going on with the Lakers. She drops a lot of bombs, a lot of morsels. You're definitely going to want to listen to it. Um, and we're going to wait because we don't want you listening to that instead of our nonsense. So you have to wait. I thought, but that, was the very, week- I thought that was very generous, by the way, George, that you're, you're waiting to drop this joint at 7 p.m. tonight rather than actually put it out there earlier and compete against yourself. Mm. Correct. Very nice. I mean, yeah. Now, all of, some of us think about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wait. I wait for the Capicast to go on television until 7 p.m. <laughs> Seriously. So the um, but Ramona, I mentioned a morsel, right? So we heard the stuff she said about AD in the last segment. And um, then we got into the conversation about, well, what about now? Like, what are they going to do now? Right. 
And she's like, eh, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe I'm sure they'll kick the tires on stuff, but it's got to be the right move, right? It's got to be the right situation. It's got, so she, and I'm just paraphrasing, right? But she did kind of say that, look, you know, they've been coveting this cap space, this $30 million that they could have in, uh, in this coming off season. And when she mentioned that, I'm like, well, who are we talking about here? Like, who are, you know, who are some of the people that could potentially be a part of that? And she mentioned James Harden and one Kyrie Irving. Let's hear it. Kyrie and James are interesting ideas um, for for a team like the Lakers. It would be a they have enough money to to compete in terms of a in terms of a offer, and they'd have to be taking a considerable risk. But the skill sets for both players are there. Like who plays well next to LeBron historically? Gu- guards like Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving or a big like Anthony Davis, right? James Harden is a fantastic shooter. He's not a great catch-and-shoot guy, but he's a, he's another shot creator. He doesn't have to get by you to create offense. Like, he's somebody who can carry the load. Hmm. So, is I that, mean, that, that makes nugget? sense. Is that a nugget or a bomb? That's a morsel, I would say. Because oh, that's not like her saying they're definitely coming, but it's like, hey, that's, you know, those are be those could be the type of guys who could be out there for them. Well, George, I got to tell you, man, I have said all along, and some of my opinion was based on Ramona's opinion, frankly, because she's much more informed than I am, but I thought all along they're not going to make some move, some major move, because they'll wait till the offseason. And the other part of it is, when I think about getting rid of of Brody's contract, I figure they're going to replace it with a star, and I actually really think that Kyrie, if if everything we talked about preseason was true about the Lakers' interest in Kyrie, then everybody waited it out, and they could maybe do it this upcoming offseason. I don't think that's out of the question at all. In fact, I think that's kind of highly likely. Wait, you think they're going to get Kyrie or James Harden is what you're saying? Um, I think they'd be very, very interested in Kyrie. That'd be so- my guess. Sure, but what I would say is thirty million dollars isn't max money. Like that's not their their contracts. They'd have to take a pay cut in that scenario. Okay, let me say this: you guys all focus on the details of you know the money and cap and and space and you know how this all can work. I'm just saying that I really think that waiting until the end, moving Brody's deal, and then getting LeBron the player that he wants the next round. Maybe it's Harden, maybe it's it's Kyrie, maybe it's somebody less expensive that has a somewhat similar skill set, but I don't think those things are out of the question, but I think Kyrie long before Harden. Why is that? Just because of the experience already with LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, and I think LeBron has... LeBron, I feel like, was setting us up last year when he was talking about Kyrie. Or was it earlier this year, actually, when he came to Kyrie's defense? Uh, well, he didn't initially did not come to his defense. And then after the fact, he was like, basically enough is enough. Kind well, of. I mean, when he went after Jerry Jones, that was his defense of Kyrie. Right. But I, I think, I don't think this is out of the question. I think this is realistic. At least put it this way. I think that's what LeBron wants. It's based on a lot of lengthy conversations between me and LeBron. My podcast is going to drop here tonight at seven. It's me and LeBron. Oh, you're doing a podcast with LeBron? Me and LeBron. Yeah, it's a, it's called Full Court Press. It's a new thing I'm, I got working right now. A little NBA talk. 
Did you uh, copyright that? Because I'm pretty sure there's already a podcast called that, Cappy. Oh, really? Then uh, then maybe I'll call it, um, I don't know, Press Defense. You know, I'll just come up with something else. I press Defense, huh? Yeah, I'm going to press. Yeah, I'm going to call it, maybe I should call it, uh, I don't know, The Zone. That's, no. a, that's a one of those already, too. Oh, there is? Yeah, there's that, too. Already. Damn, all the good names have been taken. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to have to get really creative. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's uh, realistic? You think what Ramona's saying is realistic? I, I don't think it's unrealistic, I would say. I, I mean, I, I listen, Ramona, you know, if she's dropping that as a possibility, I would at least say it's a possibility. Yeah. I'm just curious as to how the Lakers... I'm curious if the Lakers could free up more cash. Like, would, you know, they would... could Because I would imagine those guys would want more than just $30 million, so... Hmm. Um, and I don't know how they would have to do that. They would. That would mean they'd have to probably trade some more guys... Who do they have under contract next year? So they have LeBron, obviously, Anthony Davis, Damian Jones, but that's a player option. Yeah, they're kind of screwed there. Um, Max Christie, which, yeah, that's it. There's just not right. a lot of... Excuse me. Time out. Yeah. Max Christie. Thank you. Glad you mentioned Max Christie. I'd like to make a comment today about Max Christie, if I may. Sure. Go right I like Max Christie. I want to say that, George. I like yeah. Max Christie. He's a young I'm guy. Glad you do. Yeah. yeah, young guy, right? Yeah. I mean, he's getting a lot of playing time. He's getting a lot of minutes, and that's because there's a lot of guys that are hurt right now, and they need bodies. And for Max Christie, this is a really good time for him, because when you're a 19 year old kid who's a second round pick out of Michigan State, you know there probably wasn't a lot of expectation that you would make a contribution this year or get very many minutes. I like Max Christie. I like that he's a little kid, 19 years old. I want to make a suggestion to the young man, though. Okay. I understand when you're a young man, 19, and you're around a bunch of grown men, you, you're trying to figure out, like, how can I maybe, like, like, look a little older? Like, what could I possibly do here? You seen this mustache my man's got? You're <laughs> such an idiot. No, seriously. Like, that's yes. one of those mustaches you grow when you're, like, 13. You're like, yo, man, check yeah. this thing out. Yeah. I you know, know? And, you're, yeah. and you're like, no, dude, that's not a real mustache. It's just yeah. like peach fuzz. Yeah. My man. Yeah. You are good. You're young. You're athletic. Yeah. You're getting a lot of PT. Mm-hmm. Shave that thing, dog. Yeah. That ain't no real mustache. Yeah. Cute kid. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking at the Lakers' financial situation for next year. They could trade Damian Jones maybe for like a second round pick. I don't know if anyone will give them that, though. That's the problem. He's not really playing much. Yeah. So I mean, Damian Jones, trade him. I mean, here, uh, can you give us a bag of basketballs? Right. But the problem is someone would have to take him off your hands. Like how that gets done, I don't know. Like I'm sure there's a way to do that. I don't know. You know, but they don't have a ton of space. They just I mean, they could if let's just say for argument's sake they could free up that extra two and a half million basically. So now all of a sudden you're talking about like thirty two, thirty three million. Now you're getting like a little closer potentially to like where those guys would start in a uh you know, in a max contract. But, like, Kyrie is making 36 this year. Yeah, he'd probably be eligible for closer to 40. Yeah, That's a big pay cut. Like, that's not like, yes, I understand that maybe those guys would be like, hi, it's L.A., whatever, I can, you know, figure it out. Uh, and, you know, in Harden's case particularly, it's more like, hey, you know, I can, I can do that and I'll be home because he's from L.A. But it's still a lot of money. To lose, because it's not just the couple of million from the first year. That stuff compounds, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I think what I hear Ramona saying, though, is is that when they don't have Brody's deal, there's probably a desire, both from LeBron and the organization, 
to get them a third star player. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know what LeBron's desire is in that scenario. It, I, I've told you repeatedly that I believe that the team wants a third star, which is why I've never bought that they weren't in on Russell Westbrook from the beginning. Like, I didn't buy that for a second. When they keep just passing it off to LeBron, I don't buy that that's the case because they want a star. Which, by the way, um, you know, I, I wouldn't go as far as Kendrick Perkins, our guy today on NBA Today, where he was like, Basically, uh, you know, alleging Machiavellian type situation there with the Lakers. But it, did, do we have that audio where he basically is saying that he believes that maybe the Lakers are punishing LeBron for that decision with Russell Westbrook? L- let's hear what Perk had to say today. First thing, can Braun sustain this? He has no choice. <laughs> no right? Choice. He has no choice Fair at enough. this moment. I mean, you're going to be going home in a couple months on vacation anyway. Just ride it out. Two, we all know that he want to break that record for us being all-time leading scorer. That should be his only goal right now is to but get to that. Yeah, I know, but still, he's still thinking about it. But here's the thing. It almost feels like, in my opinion, that Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss is punishing LeBron James for the Russell Westbrook trade, meaning you played a huge part in getting Russell Westbrook here, and we know we have these two draft picks, and we're not going to trade him because you wanted him. You wanted him, Bron. So now you have to deal with it. You made your bet. You have to lay in it. Is it fair? No. Are we wasting his greatness and wasting, you know, his time for us, him being able to go and win championships? Yes. Do I feel sorry for Bron? Yes, but at the end of the day, with Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, especially Rob Palenka not being aggressive, he's not even traveling on the road. He's nowhere to be found right now. He's, to me, is saying, no, here, here it is. You dealt these cards. You play. And this- Boy, I agree completely. I mean, I agree completely. It's not that I know as a fact they are punishing him, but my opinion would be that they look at LeBron and go, you made this bed, you'll lie in it, and when his contract is up, we'll retool and we'll try in your last two years of your deal to get AD as healthy as possible, get you some more help, get rid of him, but we're not doing it yet. I agree with Perk. I, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. That's pretty Machiavellian is what I would say. Uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe he's right. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I'm not ready to go that far yet, but... I would say that you're also missing on a pretty big opportunity um, to use a $48 million contract or $47 million contract as an asset. And that would be potentially malpractice, in my opinion. I'm looking up Machiavellian, so don't bother me right now. Okay. All right. Big deal or no deal is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. You take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Sedano. All right, guys. So Les Snead seems to be changing his tune on the whole F them picks thing because he said today 
in an inter- in a recently in an immediate interview that the Rams need to p- replenish their organizational organizational depth, and he's looking forward to doing it by making a bunch of draft picks in the next few years. He said, "quote We're probably going to have to not press the gas as much, pay a little bit of the debt that we've accumulated, and as you do some of the things we've done, you're going to have to push some of that down the road. But we've been able to stay competitive, paying some of that debt as well." So is, is Les Snead kind of like backtracking the F them picks thing a big deal or no deal, Sedano? No, it's just realistic. It just is what it is. You can't, you F them picks until you need some picks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I say no deal. You knew at some point you had to pay, you know, but you had a goal. Win the Super Bowl and not any Super Bowl, last year's Super Bowl in your home stadium. That's the one they wanted. They got it. Now they're going to have to do a lot of work to get back to it. And by the way, the 49ers, they could be looking at a long run here. Could be. Wait, Next. Really? You, have the, you have the 49ers, really? Well, yeah, I mean? do think so. Yeah. Especially if Purdy's like good. If. They can, we, just, we talked about it earlier. Like They can go on this crazy run because they're going to pay him less than a million dollars basically for the next couple of years. Right. If Brock Purdy can make noise yeah. <laughs> we in the grab, playoffs. We got to grab that other one too when you were like this. What was this sound like? More like a scream. Well, you're like, oh. Right. The AD one is ends with an owl. Oh, okay. You know? All right. It's right. like, ow. All right. Well, SpaceX employee said that they're relieved that CEO Elon Musk has kind of started to shift his focus more towards Twitter because it's actually led to a calmer work environment there. He said that his focus on Twitter has made their daily operations, I'm sorry, could create more work for the staff and his demands for changes to all kinds of stuff as far as hardware to software could result in a complete redesign. So is the fact that Elon Musk is like backing off of SpaceX so he can take more time with Twitter, a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, I mean, listen, it's a it's not a big deal until it is, and until the other people at the other companies start to get really annoyed and pissed. And you know, we've already alluded to some of the issues at Tesla, and uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's going to be fascinating because I know that there's a payment for the Twitter thing coming up soon. And I'm curious to see how that works itself out here. I don't remember the exact day, but I know it's definitely coming up here within the next several weeks. So if that is in jeopardy, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, um, I think that that all of a sudden will really sound the alarm bells. Remember when Elon Musk bought Twitter and people were saying, you know, he's one of the richest people on the planet and his net worth is whatever it was and he's buying it for this much money and okay, fine. But since then... What's happened is the share price of Tesla has crashed. And so whatever Elon Musk was worth when he bought Twitter versus what he's on paper worth today, my man has taken a serious haircut. Okay, so I wonder what's going to happen because it seems like he's spending so much time on Twitter that Tesla and SpaceX are you know they're, they're kind of out on their own now and i know a lot of people have had problems with tesla and there's a lot of issues internationally with tesla products and the stock price like i said is tanked and they're dropping prices of the cars now because it's doing so bad dude i have a cousin of mine calls me and he goes hey you got anybody in in management at tesla in your network i'm like no i got no tesla relationships why he bought a car at the end of last year paid cash for it 
It was supposed to be delivered before December 31st, and that's why they gave him such a great price because it was going to be take it now. They didn't deliver it and then didn't want to give him the Tesla at the same price in the new year because they didn't deliver it. So he was he's, he's pretty pissed. Didn't get the car that he was expecting to get at the price he was expecting to get that he'd already paid for. I don't know if it's because Elon's over busy working on Twitter, but a lot not going right for Tesla right now. All right, what's next? All right, so Robert Pattinson, as you guys, I don't know if you know who he is, Cappy, but he played Batman in the most recent rendition of he Batman. He was in that teeny werewolf movie, he was too. He in Twilight. He's a very handsome yeah. man. So he's speaking out about the horrendous diet routine that he had to undergo to get into shape to film that movie, The Batman, which included eating nothing but salted potatoes for a full two months. He complained that Hollywood's standards of the male body are insidious and that while he personally has never struggled with body issues, struggled with body issues, he can see how this type of behavior can become addicted to actors and actresses. So do you guys think the fact that now even guys are saying like, well, this is way too hard for me to look ripped in movies because of how the world is? Do you think that's a big deal or no deal? Um, I mean, look, you know, is this guy for real? Is, is this is well, this guy it, for real? I mean, come on. Women that would be like, oh, you're overweight or you're too old or whatever. But now he's saying like now even the guys are starting to get a lot of pressure. Oh, come on. Come on, man. You're playing a superhero. The superhero is expected to be in great shape. Guys got to have a six pack when you're Batman. Now, if I were playing Batman, I'd have to lose 30, 40 pounds. But you know what? Based on what they were going to pay me, based on having a chef prepare my meals, based on having a trainer work with me every day, I could do it. I would no, do it. Couldn't. Yes, no, I could. couldn't. Yes, you I could. Yes, I could. No, you could not. George, with a trainer and a chef and a $25 million deal to do the film, George, okay. I promise you I can do it. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you could try, but you wouldn't be able to. Do but what is it what, with potatoes and salt? That really, that's the diet. Really, that that's what the studio got for him. They got him a dietitian and a trainer, and he goes potatoes with salt. I feel like potatoes are not something that you'd want to eat when you're trying to lose weight, right? Well, it also depends on what it is they want him to do. They probably wanted him to bulk up for a stretch, um, so that was probably part of it. Again, I don't know the whole story. Nonetheless, I do think that some of this stuff seems fairly unreasonable, um, but. To your point, you're the one that wants to do the superhero movie. So if you want to do the superhero movie, um, there's going to be certain requirements on the way they expect you to look. Um, if you're not, you can pass on the movie. Right. If you say, hey, I can't gain the weight, I can't lose the weight, I can't diet, or I don't like the way you're body shaming me, don't do the movie, pal. Pass it on to me or somebody else who's willing to do the work. Right, because you're definitely willing to do the work. Well, I mean, if I had $25 million to make a movie... And I didn't have to do a radio show every day, and I could just work with my trainer and work with my dietitian. I no, mean, yeah, you dude. You would not do any of that stuff. Who would are do you all fooling? Of it. I would do all of it. No, you would not. The reason I can't lose you weight. You come right up now, with an excuse. Rachel no. wants to go to dinner, and no, 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 uh, no. My, you know. my dietitian would make all my dinners, and my my chef would make all my dinners for me. Yeah, and I'd what have if, tasty but what meals. What if Rachel wasn't interested in those dinners that day? She she's going to have to order a pizza, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're going to have to yeah, get her own. Right. Her own You're pizza so pie. full of crap. No, I'm not. <laughs> you are full of crap. If you are going to give me a deal 
to be a star of a Batman movie, and you tell me I got to lose thirty pounds. First of all, and I'm going to get making you... you the star of any Batman. Why not? Movie <laughs> Why not? I'm not going to complain like Robert Douglas Thomas Pattinson. Wait, but but time out. Remember when Zac Efron was in Baywatch and yeah. he yeah. like developed anorexia? He said because he was like, I've yeah, never I mean been that's that also that's not life. fun, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like some of the stuff is a little extreme, you know? Yeah, and he's like, I never want to live like that again. Well, then don't be on Baywatch. Well, it's, there's not something that says, like, you have to starve yourself in order to be on Baywatch, but whatever, no. you know. No, right. you have some to, you of have it, I would say there is some stuff that's probably a little extreme, okay? Is that really? it could be both things, Cappy. It could be like, hey, you chose to do this, but also maybe it shouldn't be so extreme. It you could think be Dwayne Johnson, things. you think The Rock is going to be like, hey, you think I like carrying Dwayne around 275 Johnson pounds? Johnson also has natural genetics on his side, okay? You think, like, like, you, think, you think I like having to work out this hard to be this ripped all the damn time? Come on. Hollywood's Dwayne not Johnson's fair. Family. Forget about just his dad. His entire family lineage is like jacked. Yeah, but not as jacked as he is. By the way, side note, update here. My dad just texted me because he listens to the show and said that he just saw Top Gun today, and those guys were all ripped in that movie big time. Right. Well, they're all going to be complaining in about a year, Mr. Baseball. Probably. He he also said that um, super the original or the original Batman Adam West was chubby. So yeah, well, different, different. He was era. a little chubby. He was a little chubby. Different. Era. Hey, maybe I could play the Adam West Batman. What do you think, <laughs> Mr. Baseball? <laughs> Mr. Baseball. Well, that's your dad's last name, right? I mean, that's yes, you should call exactly. him, be respectful, and call that him Mr. Is baseball. His last name. All right. So, real quick, last one here. You guys may have heard some buzz around a bright green comet that's going to be streaking across like our part of the world in the solar system during the next few weeks. It's been getting a lot of attention because this particular comet hasn't been visible to the Earth since the last Ice Age, which was 10,000 years ago. So it's supposed to be visible from Earth, especially over here on the West Coast. Um, for, in January and February 2023, experts say, and they're calling it the Christmas Comet. Do you guys care at all? Like, Is it a big deal or no deal for you for when these celestial things happen? Nah, I don't really care. Really? Nah, I mean, like, I, you know, if I remember, I watch it, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. Gabby, how about you? You don't, like, uh, grab Rachel and get, like, a blanket and sit under the stars to watch the comet? Um, we actually have done that where we've yep, gone so. we've gone out east and we've gone into the desert and we've, you know, gone to a place where they're kind of known for, you know, not having any light pollution and being able to see these types of things. I, I'm not, I'm kind of with George in that if I... If I can, I will, and I'm curious, but I don't go crazy making my plans around it. But I am curious, and I would like to see it. And I, and, and actually, when you said you guys have probably heard about this, I was like, no, I haven't. Tell me more. So I'm going to have to do a little more. homework. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you with the details on it because, yeah, if you, could, no, you know, there's going to be dive. certain nights and like with the clouds and stuff like that. But it's one of those things where like you probably want to go to a mountain, the top of a mountain or something to see. Yeah, maybe go to what do they call those things like where they're not an aquarium, but a... Uh, where, like where they got those big telescopes. The planetarium? Yes, I think that's what it's called. You could go to the Getty Center because I guess that's a place where people watch stars. I've never been there. but The observatory? Yeah. The observatory. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking of, an observatory. Decrepit I'm going to observe. One. Yeah, go observe. With Rachel right, that's in a big, blanket. Yeah, that's big deal or no deal each and every day at 630 adjacent. All right, coming up next, your boy Bill Plaschke. You mentioned him earlier, Cappy. Went at boy. your boy. Dean Spanos and the Chargers. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Brandon Staley. So we'll get to that. Plus dealer's choice. Final segment coming up. Bet LA with Anita Marks at seven o'clock. Also, 
the Sedano Lockdown Podcast with Ramona Shelburne, where she gives you all sorts of morsels and even some bombs, potentially, uh, about the Lakers and the Clippers, for that matter. We talked at length about the Lakers, uh, about 60% of the pod. It was about an hour-long pod, and then like 30% of the pod was the Clippers, and then we sprinkled in a few other teams that had been here in L.A. recently. So you're going to want to make sure to listen to that. It drops at 7. Subscribe to the Sedano and Cap Podcast feed, and it'll be right there. It'll say Lockdown. Boom. Go get it and listen to it. But you got to subscribe. If not, you're not going to be able to listen to it. And whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, ESPN LA app, ESPN app, whatever. All right. Final segment. Dealer's Choice. Bill Plasky dropping bombs to all next. Oh, Cappy, you're going to love this. Tell me. So at my grocery store, mm-hmm. they have a lady who's a sommelier. She mm-hmm. runs the wine department yeah. and spirits. She just sent me a text. She sends me a text when they have a sale. And she sent me a text today. She says, hi, just to let you know, we'll have a one-day-only sale, 30% off. It's next week. Oh, I was going to say, when is it? Yeah. That was nice of her. Yeah. It's a nice piece of marketing. Yeah. She says, uh, all domestic Cabernet Sauvignon. Very nice. You know, I still haven't uh, had my first drink of 2023 yet, and tonight, George, could be my night. Me neither. Oh, really? Yeah. I decided to do it with you. Oh, that was very lovely. Are you planning on making it all the way to uh, February 1st? Probably February 2nd. Oh, really? Because I got to go that tequila mandala thing, of course. Tequila you know. mandala. See? Um, I, tonight, I could I could maybe be convinced tonight to have a glass of wine. In fact, last night, Rachel and Wait, I said- Wait, but what the bar. hell? I thought we were doing this together now all of a well, sudden. Well, I wasn't really doing dry you, January. You literally I just, just said that Rachel you were going to do involved. it too. No, no, but here's the thing. I didn't do dry January because I was intending to do it. I just did it because of a circumstance. Right, the antibiotics, we know. That led to it, right. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to talk about mm-hmm, why. Mm-hmm. We don't need to put Rachel's business out there. Well, nobody we needed did. to say antibiotics <laughs> and nobody needed to say Rachel. But, you know, just like earlier I with mean, Blake you, Harris, you, you couldn't use the did yesterday. I understand, but you guys were all like, don't talk about her business on the air. And I'm like, okay, then why did you guys all just do it? Oh, my God, we have a great ending to this game. Boston just tied the game at 106. There's 13 seconds to go. Do you want me to do a little play-by-play? No, you know why? Because to me, there's, right 20 se- no, there's 26 <laughs> seconds to go in the game, and it's 106-103. Oh, All right, Steph Curry oh, at the logo, goes behind the back. Al Horford guarding him on the right wing. Curry with a step-back three for the win. He misses. Rebound Boston, but did they get it in time? No. Mm-mm. No, end of regulation. We're going to overtime at the TD Bank North Garden. All right, here comes Steph Curry, just goes over midcourt. Curry now has the ball, eight seconds, seven, six. It's a 106-106 game. Here's Curry, top, looks for the shot over Horford. Oh, and he misses it, and it looks like we're going to overtime. I could have told both of you guys that mine's ahead of George's. There you go. Damn. Now I'm ahead of you, George, and you, Cap. Hmm. George, uh, to finish up today, you were mentioning Bill Plaschke. Of the yeah, LA he Times. tore the Chargers up today. So basically, I want to read the line that he had that stood out the most to me in that game. Hold on. Uh, in that game, in that uh, article that he wrote. Not and an the article, line a was A column. Yes. You're, you're insulting the man by calling it an article. He's a columnist, yes. The Spanoses are running a newly hot Los Angeles team as if they were still in San Diego. And that attitude will cool matters quickly. So, you know, George, a lot of people in San Diego will read that and they'll be insulted by it. And I said today on the CappyCast, and by the way, since you're doing a lot of promotion today for your new podcast, let me just say this. At 7 o'clock tonight, if you've got Cox or Spectrum Cable, the CappyCast <laughs> is on. 
It's on television. Channel 4 in Santa Barbara. Channel 118 in Orange County. Channel 118 in Los Angeles. Cox or Spectrum cable subscribers. The Capicast is on TV at 7 p.m. I never promote it. Right. But, George, I told people today on the Capicast, don't be insulted by what Bill Plaschke's saying. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, if you're going to move your team to L.A., and you've got some flashy uniforms, and you play in Stan Kroenke's palace, and you've got a young quarterback with cool hair and nice statistics, if you're starting maybe a little bit to pick up some fans, you can't behave like a small market team, not in L.A., because obviously, as we know, there are so many other professional sports franchises for people to put their attention and their money into, you can't do what you did in San Diego where you were the only game in town. You're now amongst giants like the Lakers and the Dodgers and USC football and the Rams and on down the line. You you cannot behave like you're from a small market where there's only a football team and a baseball team. And so I said to people today, don't be insulted by what Plaschke's saying. He's right. But the problem for Plaschke is, hey, Bill, I mean, just look at the history. They may have moved cities, and they may have a new quarterback, and they may have another new head coach, but it's the same owners. George, did you see Anthony Lynn, who now works for the San Francisco 49ers, was quoted in Sam Farmer's piece the other day in the L.A. Times? Did you see this at all? I did not. know. What did he say? Anthony Lynn said, The 49ers as an organization will do whatever it takes to win. They will provide every resource possible to win. And Anthony Lynn went on to say, it wasn't like that when I was in Los Angeles. I forgot what that's like. He took his shot at the Chargers because while you'll tell me they'll pay for players, that may be true, they don't pay for all the other things that it takes to create a winner on the field. The stuff that the salary cap has nothing to do with. And, um, right, the stuff that gets you over the top. And that's what they don't do. And so Plaschke saying that they've got to behave big market, not small market, is yeah. true. But, Bill, come on. Look who's owning and running this thing. All right, Cappy. Dealer's Choice, what do you got? Oh, that's uh, not Dealer's Choice? Oh, no, no. That was an actual. Oh, you. that was all you got? No, that's not all I got. I mean, come on. Oh, you know I was going to say. I mean, come on, George, really? Go ahead. Oh, can I ask oh. you something for dealer's choice, Cappy? You can, but I, I did have something I wanted to say, but go ahead. Go um, ahead. What happened when you talked to Uncle Al today? Because you were bragging about how oh, you talked yeah, to Oh, yeah, that's right. I wasn't bragging. Um, George, okay. George, a couple days ago, said that he was going to try and get Uncle Big Al to be on the show. And I said, well, I had spoken to him last week, and he was telling me he was on his way to Jacksonville. That's why he couldn't do the show. And then I sent him an email earlier in the week asking him to come on after George went on his epic rant about, you know, don't criticize Al Michaels. And I sent him an email, and he replied to the email today, and he told me, um, I'm on vacation. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, can't believe what's what's gone on here. And essentially, I'm not going to read you exactly the email because it's, um, you know, it's a little private. <laughs> But the, the, the gist of it is... I mean, you is, also told us Rachel needed, uh, you know... Um, antibiotics. <laughs> antibiotics, so there's that. I did that. not say that. You guys are making that <laughs> yes, up. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Find the yesterday. tape. Find the tape. I don't believe you. 
right, go, go ahead. ahead. But listen, I said to Uncle Al, I said, Al, I, I didn't push to get you on the air to talk about this because when you didn't reply within like, I don't know, a couple hours, I kind of figured you don't want to talk about this anymore. And I love what he's doing. See, we are all so focused on social media and what is said on social media. Right, but he's not on social media, so what does he care? Right. He's like, you know what? Social media can kiss my ass. I'm going on vacation. Bye. Right. Did, did he call it compost like he did uh, to Andrew Martian? <laughs> no, I don't think he did. Okay. I don't think so. I'll yeah, but that's why, I mean, it, it, I you know, it's what I tell you. Like, like, I'm on social media for work, and then it's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Peace. Like, I shut it down. Like, I can go away from it. Like, when I was on vacation, yeah, maybe occasionally I'd pop on. But, like, that's it. Like, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, I'm out. Just going back to the email. No compost, Lindsay. None. Darn. I like that word. Yeah. It's funny, though. I call him Uncle Big Al, and he refers to me as nephew. How does that happen? So so what what's the deal, then? Is he? You said he didn't like social media, or he's on social media, whatever. So what was the conclusion about coming on the show? Conclusion is he's not coming on to talk about this. Certainly not right now. Man's on okay. vacation. All right. Yeah, good well, for him. Yeah, that's what I, I say. he enjoys Hawaii. What I say is good for him. Tell him to send you a postcard. There you go. Yep, that's exactly right. That's what I'm going to do. I am. Hey, I'll tell you this uh, real Cappy. quick. I, I mentioned this yeah. really quick. Uh, this is my last thing from Dealer's Choice. So now DeMar Hamlin is back in the Buffalo Bills building, and it sounds like he's back as an injured player who's trying to get himself back and ready to play. I'm telling you right now, I see this story. It's a Disney movie. Super Bowl, my man comes out in uniform and makes like the game-saving interception. I, I honestly think he's back to the Bills trying to get himself back to playing. I don't know it as a fact. I just have a dream. That's all. Okay, cool. That'd be great. It would be incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I don't think anyone is uh, would disagree with you. So, uh, by the way, Boston has taken a quick four-point lead with under four to go here in overtime as Jalen Brown just hit a nice fadeaway in the paint. Here comes Curry trying to cross up Brown, gets the screen from Draymond Green, gets into the paint, dribbles behind the basket, kicks it out to the wing. They find Draymond Green, Wiggins to Green, gets fouled underneath. He'll go to the free throw line. We are done here, Cappy. Let's roll. Because we won't have enough time to finish overtime. Anita Marks, though, will continue. She's got Bet LA. You ready to bet? Let's do it. All right. Bet LA is next. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. See you mañana.